regulated militia being necessary to the security of a free state. The right of the people to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed. Welcome to another edition of Bearing Arms, Cam and Company. My name is Cam Edwards. Glad that you've uh, joined me on the program today. So we're going to get into uh, what's going on in Illinois and, and really a lot of jurisdictions around the uh, country here in just a couple of minutes in terms of the long waits uh, that uh, potential gun owners are now facing in terms of trying to be able to exercise their right to keep and bear arms. This is a growing problem uh, around the country because the delays are growing uh, exponentially. But before we get to that story, <laughs> we got to talk for just a second here about uh, Joe Biden, this town hall on uh, was ABC last night. Uh, George Stephanopoulos talking with the uh, former vice president, the Democratic presidential candidate this year. Once again, gun control did not come up. George Stephanopoulos did not ask Joe Biden about his plan to ban the most commonly sold centerfire rifles in the country today, to ban the most commonly possessed ammunition magazines in the country today, and to ensure that individuals who did not hand their guns and ammo over, or their ammunition magazines, over to the government or register those items under the auspices of the National Firearms Act would become federal felons. That's right. Who could face up to a decade in prison and a $250,000 fine for simply maintaining possession of the guns and ammunition magazines that they currently possess. Again, that's just one of Joe Biden's proposals. You could spend literally an hour talking with Joe Biden, if he'd give you a straight answer, talking with Joe Biden about his gun control proposals, the ban on online sales of ammunition, the attempt to repeal the Protection of Lawful Commerce and Arms Act, for example, uh, the uh, push in the Biden-Harris plan uh, for state-level gun licensing laws that would be funded by the federal government. These sort of discriminatory uh, and very subjective gun licensing laws that allow for a local police chief to determine the suitability of whether or not someone should own a gun. Regardless of whether or not they pass background checks, they've gone through all the required training. Yeah, Joe Biden and Kamala Harris want to empower states to put in place licensing laws like those in Massachusetts where a police chief could look at you and say, oh, I mean, yeah, you're not a convicted felon, never been accused of a crime. Uh, character references, yeah, character references. Your character references are in order. But you just rubbed me the wrong way when we were talking. So, no, I'm going to deny you your gun license. That's the type of policy that Joe Biden wants to put in place in all 50 states. None of it came up when he was talking with George Stephanopoulos on Thursday night. What did come up, uh, was the issue of police reform. And for the second time since June, at least the second time since June, Joe Biden brought up one of his big ideas for police reform, and that is training officers to aim for the leg instead of center mass when they are forced to use their firearm in the line of duty. This is uh, an incredibly bad idea, as you already know. I, I don't need to tell you that. There's not a law enforcement agency in the country that actually teaches officers, hey, you know what, to aim for the leg, for a variety of reasons, including the fact that a firearm is lethal force. Plain and simple. Full stop. Joe Biden seems to believe that you can make 
firearms less lethal if you just aim for the leg. Apparently, he doesn't know biology very well because there is, you know, the femoral artery that uh, you can hit. And if that happens, you'll be bleeding out in a matter of minutes. Uh, So from a lethality perspective, this doesn't make any sense. From a law enforcement perspective, it doesn't make any sense either because law enforcement trained, just as gun owners are, to aim at center mass because you're aiming to stop the threat, right? Well, if you're aiming for the leg, first of all, you're more likely to miss. So then where does that bullet go? You're more likely to hit other officers. You're more likely to hit citizens that uh, might be nearby. You're also not as likely to actually stop that threat. You shoot somebody in the leg, forward momentum may still keep them coming, armed with a knife, armed with a gun, still a threat to that officer. Whereas aiming for center mass tends to stop that individual uh, in their tracks. Again, this is just a, a ridiculously stupid idea. No pushback whatsoever, by the way, from George Stephanopoulos about, uh, you sure about that, Joe? And I'm amazed that nobody on Joe Biden's campaign said anything to Biden when he first brought this up back in June, pulling him aside and saying, hey, listen, uh, Mr. Vice President, listen, we, we know you're we know your heart's in the right place here, but um, your brain is off somewhere else with this idea. Please don't bring this up again because it makes you look like a moron. Uh, maybe they did. And he just disregarded their advice. I don't know. But he did bring it up once again during the uh, town hall with George Stephanopoulos on Thursday night. And as I said online, when I saw this, my first reaction, this should disqualify Joe Biden from having anything to do with gun policy ever because he's indicated he has absolutely no idea what the hell he's talking about. But voters will decide in less than three weeks now whether or not Joe Biden not only will have a say in setting gun policy, but whether or not the Biden-Harris administration will be able to move forward with their gun ban plans. Um, You know, already, as I mentioned at the top of the show, we have plenty of gun owners or would-be gun owners who would like to be able to exercise their right to keep and bear arms, but they can't right now, and not because they're a prohibited person, not because they failed a background check, but because of government inaction and delays. Yeah. You may have seen uh, uh, social media posts or people opining that, you know, the long waits for early voting where people are waiting five, six, in some cases, 10 hours, that this amounts to voter suppression. Well, what do you call it when individuals aren't having to wait 10 hours to exercise their Second Amendment rights? They're having to wait 10 months or more because that's the situation in many places around the country. In uh, Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, gun owners of America uh, launching a lawsuit because it is now taking over a year for people to apply in Pennsylvania, or in Philly anyway, for their concealed carry license. In Allegheny County, PA, Pittsburgh, PA, uh, folks wanting to apply for their concealed carry license are being scheduled for, as of last week, it was March of 2021. It may actually be later than that now. Uh, And in the state of Illinois, where a firearms owner identification card is required in order for you to legally possess a firearm, the wait for these uh, FOID cards has now grown exponentially. The uh, Belleville News Democrat in Southern Illinois, with a a big story on this today. Oops, sorry, that's uh, that's the wrong headline. We'll get to that story here in just a minute. The uh, Belleville News Democrat with a a big story today, FOID application backlog mounting. Illinois gun owners are not happy about it, as you can imagine. But again, it's not just gun owners. 
In fact, those existing gun owners, while they're still dealing with problems, the state of Illinois has declared that if you possess a FOID card right now, and let's say that it is due to expire or it has expired, let's say it expired back in August, but you've not been able to renew it. Well, the Illinois State Police back on September the 3rd said that the expiration date of FOID cards and concealed carry permits has now been extended for 18 months as long as you submit a renewal application. So as long as you put that application in, you're good to go. And the Illinois State Police is just giving themselves a year and a half to wade through all of these applications. But if you are not an existing gun owner, if you are one of the you know millions of Americans out there who have decided that you want to exercise your right to keep and bear arms for the very first time, yeah, you're hosed because you can submit that FOID application, but the Illinois State Police has not said that you can acquire a firearm while your application is being processed, and it is taking months to actually work through the backlog here. The Belleville News Democrat says, according to data that the Illinois State Police provided in an email, there were 147,862 FOID applications that were received in the first four months of the COVID-19 disaster declaration, dating back to March. So March through June, Illinois State Police receives 147,862 FOID applications. More than double, by the way, the number that had been received in the previous four months. From July through September, so now you're talking three months, July, August, September, Illinois State Police said it received 135,798 applications for new or renewed FOID cards. That number has gotten even higher. And the current backlog, according to the Illinois State Police right now, more than 142,000 FOID card applications and more than 26,000 concealed carry applications. Now, under Illinois state law, the state police are required, doesn't say that the Illinois state police may uh, go through this uh, process within 30 days. No, the Illinois state police is required to either issue these FOID cards or deny them within 30 days of an application. But as the News and Democrats says, the backlog has caused most applicants to wait for several months. Richard Pearson, with the Illinois State Rifle Association, says that currently right now there are a dozen different lawsuits in various courts, state and federal, arguing that these delays amount to a violation of an individual's constitutional right to bear arms. And I believe that to be the case. Again, if it's voter suppression to say that somebody has to wait five or six hours in order to cast their vote, then it is absolutely Second Amendment suppression to demand that somebody wait four, five, six, eight, ten, twelve, fourteen months to exercise their right to keep and bear arms. And we've already seen challenges in Illinois specifically regarding uh, FOID cards, uh, challenging the constitutionality of, uh, of that requirement anyway. Uh, and I hope, and I've got my fingers crossed, that these massive delays uh, only underscore that argument that you are keeping people from exercising a fundamental constitutional right 
because of the failures of the state to uphold its own requirements. Right? Now, again, if, 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 if a person in Illinois is found in possession of a farm without a FOID card, that's a crime. But if the Illinois State Police are taking six months to process a FOID card application when they are under law required to do so within 30 days, there's no penalty whatsoever. Nothing happens to the Illinois State Police. I mean, sure, they might be subject to some bad press, but nobody's subject to criminal sanction for failing to uphold their end of the deal. So again, I don't know what the outcome of these lawsuits are going to be, but uh, I am hopeful that um, we're going to see some success here. Because as Richard Pearson notes, it's, you know, even if you have your FOID card, you might be able to possess a firearm. Let, let's say, you know, uh, I don't know, somebody breaks into your home, you have to call out police and they, uh, you know, do you have any guns in the home? Yeah, I have guns in the home. Do you have your FOID card? Yeah, here's my FOID card. Well, it expired back in June, but again, you know, you, you've been extended, so you're good to go. Richard Pearson, though, with the Illinois State Rifle Association, says there's another problem for existing gun owners and those who possess a FOID card that's expired. The Illinois State Police says, hey, you're still good to go. Gun stores, however, feel very differently, and they are refusing to sell, in many cases, firearms to those individuals who have an expired FOID card, even though the Illinois State Police says that it's still valid. Uh, he says, I know that they're worried about liability. And so the rule, he says, might say that they're okay, but the law says that you can't do it. And the executive order overrides the law. It's a big quagmire, he says, plus the fact that these people can't buy ammunition in Illinois. And so they have to go online to buy it. And to get it online, you have to uh, supply the provider of that ammunition or the seller of that ammunition with a valid FOID card. And they don't have a valid FOID card. Not under the law, under the order by the Illinois State Police. Sure, it's still valid, even though it's expired, but under the law, it is not. Pearson says uh, not only has this been frustrating for individuals who want to have a firearm or ammunition for the purposes of self-defense, but as we head into hunting season, he says this is becoming a huge issue. He says deer slugs in some places are in short supply. He says, so you know, you're supposed to have a valid FOID card while you're out hunting, but of course the executive order overrides that, so they're not doing anything about it. Um, the general counsel of the Illinois State Police, Yvette Loison, said during a hearing on Thursday that the agency has heard directly from firearm dealers about the issue. She says it's an issue we're cognizant of, and we're looking into ideas in different ways where we can help alleviate some of those problems. A uh, state police spokesperson in Illinois as well said in an email that the agency has been in the process of hiring more analysts to process applications since early this year. Said, quote, the hiring process is ongoing and includes a minimum six-month training program to ensure that applications are accurately and efficiently processed. I, I got a couple of questions about that. First of all, does it really take six months to undergo this training? Does it really? Because that seems like an awfully long training period before you can let these analysts loose to actually start processing the applications. Secondly, Illinois State Police has actually been saying that they've been in the process of hiring more analysts since before the beginning of this year. Because the FOID card delays are not new. They've just gotten worse. Before these lockdown orders went into effect in Illinois back in March, Illinois State Police still sit on a backlog of about 40,000 FOID card applications. And lawsuits had already been filed 
over the delays. In fact, uh, there's allegations that the, uh, the state of Illinois basically yanked funding from the Illinois State Police Department in terms of the money that was going to process these applications, never replaced it, and actually uh, increased and were somewhat responsible uh, for the delays in question. So, excuse me, I got to tell you, again, I think that the, uh, uh, the issue is ripe for litigation uh, in the state of Illinois. And I do believe wholeheartedly, 100%, that if you are having to wait for months at a time uh, in order to exercise your right to keep and bear arms, your rights are being violated. Personally, again, I, I don't like the idea of a uh, permit to own a firearm. I'm much more a fan of constitutional carry than even shall issue right to carry laws. But these are the laws on the books as they stand right now. And since they're the law, and we're supposed to follow the law, the state has the same obligation that gun owners do. And if the state can't follow that law, well, then something needs to change. And in my opinion, it's the bad law itself. All right, let's get to today's Armed Citizen story, our good deed of the day. Our uh, recidivist report as well. We'll start there with a, a story out of Oklahoma City, Oklahoma, where a man accused of sexually assaulting a woman a day after being released from prison is now back behind bars. According to uh, KWTV News 9 in Oklahoma City, police say this incident uh, took place one day after a Willie Cannon was released from the State Department of Corrections custody where he served time for a previous charge. Last Thursday, police were called out to the Devon Boathouse uh, in Oklahoma City on a report of an assault. Uh, Sergeant Megan Morgan with the Oklahoma City Police Department says the suspect entered the facility. It's a closed facility, but he was able to enter, pretended to sign in, asked to use the restroom. Short time later, the uh, victim said she heard a door close to the gym where uh, only members are allowed inside. She went up there. She noticed the suspect was in there. She confronted him. The suspect turned on her. Uh, that's when police say the interaction turned violent. Police reports stated that the victim told Cannon that the gym was for members only. He needed to leave. Cannon asked how she knew he wasn't a member. Grew angry, he said. Uh, threw the victim to the ground. Then began grinding on her and choking her until she uh, told police she felt like she was going to die. Somebody in the boathouse actually heard the victim yelling, called police. They showed up within minutes. They arrested Cannon at the scene. Court records show that Cannon is a registered sex offender has served time for multiple indecent exposure convictions, among other things. Uh, now he is in jail on felony, aggravated assault and battery, forcible oral sodomy, rape in the first degree, as well as sexual battery. And a uh, lot of questions, I imagine, about why Willie Cannon was released from prison, given the fact that he couldn't even go two days before he ended up back in custody for another violent sexual offense. Uh, our uh, Armed Citizen story of the day from uh, WTVY, Dothan, Alabama, where the uh, Houston County Sheriff's Office providing details on a shooting that took place uh, this past weekend. Took a couple of days to get, uh, I guess, investigators uh, up to speed on everything that happened here. Now, the uh, uh, suspect in this case is an individual who broke into a home or was trying to break into a home, a guy named Dontrell Mills, 34 years of age, tried to break into a home in uh, Kinsey, Alabama, when he was shot by the homeowner about 2 o'clock Sunday morning. 
according to authorities, Dontrell Mills was armed. He had actually parked about 100 feet or so from the home so that he wasn't parked right in front of the residence. And when Dontrell Mills entered the home, he was met by a male resident who fired multiple times. According to authorities, Mills, no stranger to law enforcement, he had been arrested more than 20 times, currently on federal probation. Uh, the uh, sheriff there in uh, Houston County, Donald Valenza, said specific motives unclear, but did say that Dontrell Mills and the residents didn't know each other. He said when the subject breached the house, he and the other male engaged, and Mr. Mills was shot. Rescue arrived, transported him to the medical center where he was uh, uh, treated. He uh, passed away this past Tuesday. Nobody else in the home was injured. Police say that this is still an ongoing investigation um, because of the uh, potential of other suspects involved here. But, again, the homeowner not going to be facing any charges uh, in connection with the shooting because police believe that he was acting in self-defense. And finally today, our good deed of the day from Indianapolis, Indiana, where an off-duty nurse in the right place at the right time and able and willing to save a man's life at a bar uh, over the past weekend. Yes, as I said, in the right place, at the right time. Uh, Corey Piera, or Pereira, rather, a uh, nurse in the ER at uh, Community Hospital East in Brownsburg, Indiana, and he says he loves the challenge of work. He says one minute you can be hanging out and helping other coworkers do things. The next minute you're running through an emergency, coming through the front door, or uh, EMS is bringing somebody in. He says it's kind of exhilarating at times. He was kind of open for a quiet evening out, though, in uh, Brownsburg. He's at a bar, hanging out with his brother, having a drink. And he says this guy just walks by us, and he had this look on his face. But we didn't really think anything of it, because we're in a bar. It's kind of expected. Everybody's there having a good time. But then he took 10 to 15 steps to the left of us, and then he just collapsed. Uh, Pereira says he noticed the guy wasn't blinking, wasn't breathing. So he jumped in to help. He said, ah, I've seen this before. And I just kind of clicked into nurse mode. I checked the pulse, checked respirations. Unfortunately, he had none. No pulse. Wasn't breathing. Man was technically dead. Pereira got him in the perfect CPR position. He said, started CPR on him and says, quote, fortunately, I got him back. Uh, amazingly enough, this probably wouldn't have come to really anybody's attention had it not been for a police officer who was also at the bar, saw what happened, uh, and then wrote in a report that, quote, Mr. Perea should be committed for his quick actions. With today's climate of concern over the COVID pandemic, it was reassuring to see that Mr. Pereira did not hesitate and quickly reverted to his training. Now, we don't have any word on the uh, current uh, status of that individual because of the medical privacy laws. But we do know that, uh, again, in the right place, at the right time, willing and able to do the right thing, Corey Pereira. Yeah, that was a very good deed. That has got to do it for this edition of Bearing Arms, Cam and Company. want to thank you for being a part of the program today. Hope that you are getting ready for a fantastic weekend. Supposed to be a, a beautiful, crisp fall weekend. I was hoping, hoping, to uh, get out and do a little bit of shooting. I, I, I am going to be doing a little bit of shooting, at least two shots, uh, because we're going to be processing our hogs this weekend. Yeah. So I'll be honest with you. I love eating. I love eating bacon. Uh, I'm so looking forward to the fresh pork chops and the breakfast sausage and, oh, oh, those pork bellies. I'm looking, I'm looking forward to all of that. The actual process of, uh, you know, putting down the pigs, Butchering them, 
putting them in the freezer, sending them off to freezer camp, as we like to say. Uh, not exactly my favorite part of the whole process. I much prefer the eating to the butchering. Um, however, I will say that you have a whole new perspective on where your food comes from when you raise it, you kill it, you prepare it, and then you eat it. When you are intimately involved in all aspects of the uh, food cycle, yeah, it does give you a greater appreciation. So uh, I mean, I'll give you an after-action report on Monday's Beer and Arms Cam and Company. In the meantime, don't forget, you can subscribe to Town Hall Media on YouTube. That way you'll never miss a program. You can also subscribe on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, Stitcher, SoundCloud, townhall.com's podcast page. You can sign up for Barry and Arms Cam and Company. You'll never miss a show that way as well. Although if you're getting it via podcast, you'll miss, you know, seeing if the beard's a little bit longer each and every program. Hope you have a, a fantastic weekend. Until we talk again, be well, be safe, be free, and we'll see you soon with another edition of Barry and Arms Cam and Company.